Welcome to the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. I'm Regina Miller and I'm Bill's guest on episode 76. Our goal in producing this podcast every week is to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. This week's guest, Regina Miller. She owns the Princeton Children's Center. She owns R. Miller Consulting and she is high energy. It's going to be fun. Our chat with Regina in a moment. First, some notes about the weekly edition out today, our cover story. Wichitans need to know about Project Wichita. It's an effort to determine the priorities Wichitans have for the next 10 years and to create a plan to make it happen. Reporter Brian Horwath takes a deeper look at Project Wichita, the timeline of the effort, and what's next. Page 16. Check out a special report doing business with McConnell Air Force Base. A lot of Wichita area companies have profited by the expansion at the base as it gets ready for the new fleet of refueling tankers. And there's more work to be done. Here's how your company can get in on the work. Page 8. Wichita is a great place to start a business. This week, managing editor Bill Wilson gets some advice from Joe Rocco of Rock's Dugout. Page 5. You want them? We have them. Business leads. Building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, real estate deals, new lawsuits. This week, our leads section starts on page 32. Back in a moment to talk to Regina Miller. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Regina Miller is a Wichita entrepreneur. She owns two businesses so far. One is Princeton Children's Center. The other is R. Miller Consulting. You'll hear about how one led to the creation of the other. Regina is on a few of our lists, including women-owned businesses and the largest Wichita daycare centers. She was a 2018 Women in Business honoree. She is part of our Career Women program as a participant and as a sponsor. Thank you very much, and welcome, Regina Miller. Thank you, Bill. It's exciting to be here. Let's start at the beginning. Where'd you grow up? Norfolk, Virginia is home for me. I I was born and raised there and left only after I met and married the love of my life. So you were there for from birth all the way to? Till 24 years old. What did your parents do? My father was a janitor, is what they called him back in the day, but uh-huh. my mom was a homemaker, so she stayed at home and raised 10 children. 10 children. Your yes. dad worked, your mom was in the, in the home. Yes. And 10 children. Yes. How many brothers and sisters? How well, did that break up? Three of those 10 was her brothers. Her mom passed and she raised her younger siblings. Okay. And so there were six girls and one boy in my family. Wow. Your folks were busy. Absolutely. All the way around. That's it just for felt sure. like Christmas all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Company. How Did your dad work long hours? My father, no, not really. My father worked from 11 at night to 7 in the morning because okay. he liked to be at home uh, in the daytime because mom didn't drive. She was fearful of driving. Oh, no kidding. So, because there was so many of us and you had to go on school field trips and errands, he was home in the daytime to drive around a personal driving Miss Daisy. Right. <laughs> Tell me about your mom. My mom was special. I mean, the woman had more love in her baby finger than this whole world has. Um, she, she 
was very, very much an entrepreneur herself, just never given the means to go out and try. Right. Um, but she was the one who encouraged me to be successful, to try new things, and never be afraid um, of being a woman first, and then your own independent woman. I think her homemaking made her that way. Tell me about your brothers and sisters. You're an entrepreneur. Are they entrepreneurs too? I'm the only one who has businesses, but uh-huh. they are entrepreneur spirits. Yes, they right. are. My sister Barbara, who's a nurse, um, very much wants to own a adult daycare, she calls it. Uh-huh. And um, I have a sister, Yvonne, who's very much an entrepreneur spirit. She does lawn care, loves to do that. Um, my brother passed in 1996 oh, at an early age. Thank you. But um, my sister Jardine owns um, a typing service from her home. So very much entrepreneurial spirit in our family. Right. Um, sports? Were you in sports? Oh, no, I'm not sports. <laughs> <laughs> I love sports. I am the Steelers football number one fan. Oh, wow. So I do love sports, um, but I have never been athletic. Right. Never. Tell us the story about how you got to Wichita. Well, um, my husband, who works for Textron Cessna at the moment, but it was called Raytheon Aircraft, and he was a manager with that company, and they offered him a position to come to Wichita. When he showed me Wichita, I was, like, very, very sad. It was in the (laughs) middle of the country with no water, no ocean. We were coming from Boston. And so I said, Jesse, are you sure that's the place? I asked him several times. But once I got here and the second day I was here, Bill, I was offered a position as a manager with La Petite Academy um, um, Preschool, and I just fell in love with the city. That's amazing. What was it about the city that really spoke to you? Entrepreneurship. I just saw that. Um, I saw myself owning my business here. I also saw that people here didn't believe in themselves very much. So I was sad to see that and thought, Regina, go show them. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about growing up in Norfolk, Virginia. What was that like? Well, I grew up in a time where... um, it was very, very sad time um, because our country was so, and it still seems that way today a little, so divided uh, that um, little African-American girls like myself, when you said, I want to own a business, folks would just shake their head at you and look like, oh, that ain't happening, little right. girl. Um, <laughs> I was one of those people, as you hear me say, I wasn't athletic, so I kept my head in a book. Very, very much so a writer, just thinking and drawing out my business plans and talking about, always talked about owning a business. And it was my mom who said, yeah, you can do that. But my time in my in my day, um, I didn't know, understand, let me put it that way, I didn't understand racial tensions. Right. So I crossed all barriers even in the early age of 10 and 9 and 8 where I would go and sit with little uh, Caucasian girls and notice that I'm the only one there of color, but I was so, just the way I am today, uh, flamboyant that girls would just flock to me, and <laughs> we just crossed those barriers not knowing that, hey, you guys aren't supposed to be friends, and and I got invited to homes that I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to live in a home like this one day. Right. And, um, you know, I, I want to live in this neighborhood, not my neighborhood. Right. Oh. You uh, told us a story in our Career Women uh, Roundtable earlier this week about your conversation with your friends in middle school. Mm -hmm. You told them where you were going to go in life and and what was their reaction? It was was actually in a a home economics class. I don't know if you ever heard that term. It's a real old term. Um, 
I was in a, they call them pathways these days, but I was in a home economic class and the teacher asked, what did all of us want to do when we were adults? And I raised my hand and I said, I'm going to own a child care center. And uh, the girls that were close to me, uh, which means that hurt more, they looked at me and go, you can't own a business. And I said, you want to bet? And I remember thinking $50,000 was going to be my goal because it sounded like I'd be rich. And so I even remember going to the blackboard and writing the word $50,000 business owner. Right. Boy, I showed them. Where did that spark come from? You talked a little bit about your mom, but there there must have been some real spark that said, I, I, I really have this drive to start something on my own. My oldest sister, Sylvia. In fact, I re- I'm a little remiss because I forgot to mention that at the ripe old age of about 42, she opened a nightclub. Oh. And um, she used to be a child care director like myself. And she took me to work with her one day. She's 18 years older than me, so you have to understand the age difference. Right. She took me to work with her, and I watched her. I watched her dance around that place, engineering every part of that day. And I said to her, you get paid to do this, <laughs> to play with the kids and tell the teachers what to do. This is what I want to do. So actually, that credit belongs to Sylvia. That she, was the spark. Yeah, that was it. That was it. So you get to Wichita and talk about your journey. It doesn't happen overnight. Oh, God, when no. when you when you work to open up your own place, Princeton. Mm-hmm. Well, you're absolutely right. It does not happen overnight, and I have to tell a lot of entrepreneurs that in my coaching business, I get asked all the time. I'm frustrated. How did you get started? And I tell them, do you have 20 years to cry and get on your knees and pray and and go to bank after bank after bank? Because that's what it takes. Um, It's not an instant success story. And a lot of new entrepreneurs don't want to hear that. But mine started, as you heard, in middle school. So even when I married my husband, who was in the Navy at the time, and he's engineer, he doesn't have a clue about childcare, still doesn't. <laughs> and he says to me, why do you want to own a childcare center? What was the, When I went back to college and started working on my degrees, he said, oh, wow, it's, it's more meaningful than that. And I said, yes, it is. We began at a very early age in our marriage putting away what we call the business money. Right. It was a part of just as you pay your bills, it was a part of our, my dream. And we'd throw that money aside and say, well, when the kids, it got, it got pushed back several times. Like, we have two children who are adults now. Right. When they were growing up, you know, it's hard because you have to take care of his children. But we'd always managed to put money in the business fund because that was Regina's dream fund. Right. And so I was noticed by two businessmen who said, we want to invest and uh, we think we will invest with you. Boy, that was the biggest and best day of my life. And um, I can't thank them enough. How did you come to know them? Uh, actually, they they saw me when I was with the big corporation, I was one of their top managers and I'd get to put on um, their 100% clubs and, and articles about Regina. And so they got to see me in the news first. And then <laughs> after that, it, it was a mutual friend who worked also at the same company. She left the company to start her own business with them. And she reached back and said, you need to go get Regina. And I can't thank her, Michelle enough for that so what company was that hers is princeton as well she owns princeton's children's center in lawrence okay so she reached back and said you need to go talk to regina when they approached me to be honest with you the answer was no i don't think so because i was so loyal 
to my company and so loyal. Even though I knew I wanted my own and I wanted, I had a vision, I just believed that I needed to stay where I was. And it took me a couple of years to say yes, and I don't regret saying yes. But that must have been something to have a couple of investors mm -hmm. who have some money behind them who are probably successful business people. Absolutely. To look at you and say, I want to invest in her. Yes. What yeah. was that like? Um, very, very rewarding because it felt like to me that at the time it was like 27 years of, of work that I thought I felt like nobody noticed and they had. Right. And to have them um, match my dollars was just amazing. Um, it, it was also one of the things that draw me to their partnership was because they were not going to tell me how to run my business. They wanted to just see me f to see me soar. Right. And so it was it was exciting. So Princeton opened its doors in 2009. And it's been going ever since. Yes, very good. How many people on staff and how many kids do you we have get, a day? When we're fully staffed, we have 32 staff. Okay. Our enrollment is a little low this year. And so we're running about 25 staff. Um, wonderful people. I can't say enough about the team there at Princeton. They are the driving force behind my wings. They let me fly, and it's amazing. The children, the families, the parents, it's not one single person or thing that I can point to that makes Princeton successful. It's the parents that choose Princeton. It's the children that attend Princeton. It's the staff that come there and teach these children. It's management beyond myself, Miss Helen and Mr. Raymond, it just and Mr. Eddie. It all makes it work. 2009, the doors opened on Princeton. You yes. have been a business owner for a while. Yes. At what point did you say, eh, it's time for me to help some other folks as well? You had people coming to you and saying, Regina, how did you do what you do? I think around, um, honestly, around 2016 is when people really start, um, as my husband say, hogging my nighttime. <laughs> um, I would spend quite a bit of time with people uh, discussing how I got my business started and discussing what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur and thus birth the, the R. Miller Consultant. Right. Now, it took me a year to get off of that dream because I was a little hesitant because being an entrepreneur, I knew that I was going to have to devote time to the new business right. and I was Princeton's my baby always will be my baby and I just didn't want to be like splitting myself so right. when my daughter decided I'll step up and take on more duties at Princeton and you can you know baby R. Miller I really didn't expect when I opened in April of 2018 that by May of 2018 I've had consistent clients that's great. Yes, it is. So you're busy with two businesses, and you talked about your daughter. Let's talk quickly about yeah, about your kids. Yes. Tell me about your kids. Oh, the love of my other, other side of my heart. My son is a successful business owner here in the city of Wichita. He owns Jesse Miller's Farmers Agency, or Farmers Jesse Miller Agency. And my daughter, Helen, is my assistant manager at Princeton's Children's Center, director in her own right. She wears her own heels. Uh, sometimes she gets a little intimidated because of my success and right. trying to step in and fill out where I've been. That's and probably have, not, it can I, be a challenge. I, but as a coach, I try to tell her, stop that. <laughs> you don't need to be Regina Miller. You be Helen Leon right. and let people follow you from there. Um, I'm extremely proud of both of them. They got married. I uh, just got married this past September 28th to my lovely daughter-in-law, Bridget. And Helen got married two years ago almost to Leon. 
So we're, we're really growing as a family. I have no grandkids yet, right. but my children could not make me more proud. I tell them that every day. And the biggest thing was when uh, we did Leaders in Diversity this past, right. um, this year. Jesse right. was a recipient. And when he was on stage and said I was his mentor, I just, I lost it at the table. <laughs> because he has so many people he could choose from. Many people have helped Jesse, but to choose mom was just heart-wrenching. Well, he, he kind of chose the way you chose uh, as well. Your mom was kind of yes. a spark for you and oh, your sisters. So. Yes. Well, what advice? Now, I don't want you to... Uh, you know, give away everything that you talk about in your consulting firm. Absolutely. You do that for a living. But yeah. what are some pieces of advice you can give to somebody who is thinking about starting their own business? The first piece of advice I would give someone that's um, wanting to become an entrepreneur is they have to have commitment. I see a lot of people dab at entrepreneurship. Right, right. And their excuse is always, um, I don't have time. Well, your passion should be part of what makes you go. Right. So for me, like loving on children and building a place where children could go and learn and grow is who Regina Miller is. So it's easy. So I always ask them to reexamine what it is that you want to be an entrepreneur in, because you'll get someone who tells you three different things where if you're going to try and commit to three different things, you're not going to be a master of any of them. Right. So my very first piece of advice is to find out what drives your passion. That's not, that's my first piece. In our Career Women Roundtable this week, we talked about wanting to be more diverse, and we've talked about what diversity means. It doesn't just mean racially. It means uh, more diverse with men and women, physically or mentally challenged, sexual preference. It, it runs the gamut. Uh, we talked about we wanted to be a more diverse news operation. They talked about nonprofit boards and, and companies. You also talked about that and had some advice for us as we kind of ponder that and try to try to make a difference. And I still say, Bill, that uh, I think the Wichita Business, no one, no one paid me to say this. The Wichita <laughs> Business Journal is stellar. You go above and beyond to include everyone. And I think it's just the people, the right people will come when they want to grow their business or they want to be a part of a community that's moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. They'll come to the Biz Journal. So I don't think it's one single thing that the Business Journal needs to do to attract more diversity. I just think the people that that will see the worth um, will come. Right. And, and I'm going to stay around and see that too. We appreciate it. Yeah. We, we, we value your friendship uh, to the Business Journal a lot. Uh, you also talked about it, not just the, the Business Journal, but also those nonprofit boards mm -hmm. and companies. Any yeah. thoughts on, on advice for them? Well, um, as you heard me mention to one of my career um, women's sisters, Cindy Miles, I was very interested in Junior League. Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes um, those entities don't always advertise enough to make it known that we need new blood, we right. need new folks, and that everyone is included. I think sometimes the face of those organizations forget to, to expand in diversity right. and let folks know that we need everyone. So. Is Wichita getting better, do you think? Absolutely. I'm a 55-year-old woman that's been here for 22 years, and I see Wichita as, because I travel, um, I get to see a lot. 
And I know when I get on the plane and it touches down in the city of Wichita, I want to get out and kiss the ground. I don't <laughs> think folks realize we're like a best kept secret. Mm-hmm. And if people would just open up their minds and open up their hearts, they would see Wichita is a beautiful place, both to grow your family and to um, to advance your careers. There seems like there's uh, some momentum going now. Oh, absolutely. And I love it. Yeah. I, absolutely. I'm excited for the next generations that are going to come behind me right. because it's gonna, we're paving the ways for doors that are flying wide open right. and opportunity. It saddens me when I interview someone and they say, um, I was born and raised here, but there's nothing here. Oh, my goodness. I always say well, that chair you're sitting in, that hasn't always been there. I created right. that 10 years ago. <laughs> so there is something here. That's right. And it can get better. It can only get better. It be- can get only better. get better. Regina Miller, uh, you own two businesses. You're part of Career Women. You sponsor Career Women. Thank you for spending some time on the uh, podcast. My pleasure. It's always a joy for me to spend any time I can with Regina Miller. My so thank pleasure. you. Thank you. Back in a moment. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours, so we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit EquityBank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, Episode 76. My thanks once again to Regina Miller for spending some time with me. Check out all our episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at WichitaBusinessJournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter, and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.